0: You have now entered Joe's Common Sense, where Joe uses common sense to make sense of today's political scene. Now, coming to you from Omaha, Nebraska, Middle America, here's your host with a degree in political science, Joe Pilas. I'm your host, Joe. Today is Sunday, October 11th. Today's podcast is sponsored by Dry Creek Feeders Wagyu.com. Dry Creek Feeders for all your Wagyu and certified Black Angus needs. Give them a call. They've got the meats. Well, a lot of stuff going on this week again. You know, the president got coronavirus and now the president's, well... Um, So I think that gives us some type of hope as far as the cures that are possibly out there for this disease and the tools that can be used to fight the disease. Um, I was at a dinner party last night with a bunch of different people, and one of them was a prominent cardiologist in our town of Omaha. And he was speaking to the coronavirus and the fact that he feels that there will be a cure, well cure or a treatment so to speak by the end of the year at least three to four. Um, There's four or five different medical companies right now that are doing tests that have a audience of about 40 to 50,000 people that are involved in the test in order to get a better idea of what's going to work what's not going to work. There's some Swiss company apparently um, who has the genetics for the coronavirus, and they're doing replicate RNA to fight the DNA sequencing of the coronavirus. So there's a lot of different things going on out there, and the speed at which those things are going on really, really surprised me in my talks with him last night. So it kind of let me, you know, feel that, you know, maybe we are about ready to turn a corner on this. You know, maybe it's about time we just got back to normal. You know, once again, I've been saying this all along, if you're too afraid to go out, don't go out. If you don't want to send your kids to school, don't. You can still remote learn. You know, at least here in, in in Omaha. You know, we're doing two, three, or your kid can remotely learn still. They're not being forced to go to school if you don't want to. If you don't want to go to the store without wearing a mask, don't go to the store without wearing a mask. But it's time we let people just get on with their lives. And this is the message we keep hearing time and time again. It's just time to move on with our lives. I mean, look at the frustration in the state of Michigan. I mean... You know, these people were planning on kidnapping Governor Whitmer because of her draconian laws and the muzzle that she put on personal freedoms in the state of Michigan. She had the audacity to turn around and poo-poo the state Supreme Court like their decision didn't matter. Like the decision that she violated everybody's personal freedoms and liberties and she had the power to not even do that doesn't strike her at all. Instead, once again, all she can do is point the finger at President Trump and say, "Oh, well, President Trump's responsible for me being locked up, or me, me, me—you know, the kidnapping, the attempted kidnapping—is is Trump's fault. So how's that Trump's fault? Please, please, Governor Whitmer, explain. You're not a very good governor. Your state's failing. You have draconian laws where you're you're not letting businesses exist. People are protesting at the state capital, but but President Trump's caused all that." President Trump caused the fact that you made the people of Michigan so mad at you that they were willing to take an armed uprising to overthrow you. But of course, it's President Trump's fault. That's just a better soundbite than having to explain yourself and the decisions you made and how the Supreme Court felt you were unconstitutional. But, you know, we can't really talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about that. You know, and I'm just, you know, what do we got? 22 days left in the campaign? And it couldn't come soon enough. I don't know if any of you noticed with the volume of TV and radio ads, oh my gosh, they're just every every 10 to 15 minutes there's a political radio ad on the radio. And most of them are three to four back to back to back. I mean, advertisers have to just love this time of the year because they're just banking money on, the, on these stupid ads. I'm just ready for it to be over. You know, but it would be nice if If Joe Biden might tell us where he stands on issues. Apparently you can campaign and not say how you stand on an issue. I don't know why Joe Biden can't answer whether he's up for court packing or not. Why Harris can't answer if they're up for court packing or not. I mean, let the people know. You know, you want the people to be able to decide who the Supreme Court justice is. That's what you're crying about. So why don't you let the people know what you would do then if you were in power? Are you going to pack the court? are you going to dramatically change the entire constitution of this country to reformulate your ideas so let's just pack the court so we can push through any decision through the court that we can't otherwise win on the legislative side you know i heard this great interview with senator ben sass from nebraska he was on fox this morning with chris matthews you know and he said that said the same thing i mean it's going to dramatically reshape government I don't think people understand this. You know, if you're suddenly going to put however many Supreme Court justices you want on there, then what's the point? It's, it's been nine since 1890. It's been nine people. You know, and everybody acts like this whole Supreme Court thing is new. When conservatives are in power and they get a Supreme Court nomination, they, what, nominate a liberal? No, of course not. They nominate a conservative. When the Democrats are in control, and they get an open seat for the Supreme Court. What do they do? They, you know, nominate a, a conservative Christian? Of course not. I mean, people act like this is all just brand new. You know, 17 times this has happened in an election year, and for Camilla Harris to lie about Abraham Lincoln in history in her vice presidential debate, not be called out by anybody in the media, is beyond me. You know, the only reason Abraham Lincoln didn't do it is because Congress was in recess. And we know back then, in order to get Congress in session, they had to take horse-drawn carriages to get to Washington. So they weren't going to be back till December, so it would have been after the election. There's no way to recall them that quick. You know, I don't, maybe Camilla Harris didn't realize that we, they didn't have planes back then. You know, because history's so convenient for these people to decide what they want and what they don't want. But for neither one of them to answer that question, it's an honest-to-goodness question. Why aren't they being pressured on this? Why does Joe Biden continue to get a pass on everything? Last week, Joe Biden said, thank goodness, black women were stocking the grocery shelves so he could survive the pandemic. And once again, nobody picks up on that. Nobody says anything about Joe Biden being a racist. Can you imagine if Trump came out and said, thank God there were black women stocking the grocery store shelves? Or if you ain't voting for, for Trump, you ain't black. How about that 1977 interview where Biden says that he'd never sent his kids to a segregated school? Joe Biden's just another Washington insider. He's a racist. He's a misogynist. He's everything the, the left doesn't want. But yet they, they have revered this man and they are protecting this man. They're not doing any type of coverage or questioning anything this man's done. Tara Reid, oh, we just forgot about her. Isn't that convenient? Oh, if in plaque, you ain't black, you don't vote for Joe Biden. Oh, we just forget about that comment. Now his latest comment, oh, forget about that. Or his comment of 120 million people died from COVID. Oh, we can, let's just shake that one off too. The guy has a serious problem. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what to do. He has no real plan. And And for him to just continually get a pass especially on this, on this driving issue of the Supreme Court where, oh my God, we need to let the people, the people need to speak on who they want. You know, I, last time I looked in the Constitution, it doesn't say that. It says the president appoints him in, in, and the president's appointed to a four-year term. The president isn't appointed to a three-and-a-half-year term or a three-and-three-quarter term or, or a, a three-year, 11-month term. It's four years. So if there's an opening in four years, he gets to nominate somebody. That's just the way it is. It's the way it's always been. It's not anything new. Uh, the left would be doing the same thing. But, but for them not beating on him to give an answer, if I'm an undecided voter, I want to know. Is he going to change, dramatically change the course of American politics? Dramatically change the, the setup of American politics? But he, he doesn't have to answer that question, apparently. He just gets a pass on it. So it's just to me, you know, I just don't know what to say. He just doesn't want to admit where his, his position is. So, how can you vote for this guy? It's just more of the left hypocrisy. You know, and then we look at this whole 25th Amendment, you know, with Nancy Pelosi wanting to evoke the 25th Amendment because Trump had COVID. So, so do any of these politicians now not know that, one, not know the Constitution, two, not understand history, three, just have no common sense at all? I'm beginning to think all three. I mean, the 25th Amendment clearly states whenever the vice president... And a majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments or such other body as Congress may by law provide transmit to the president pro temp of the Senate and the speaker of the House the written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. The vice president shall immediately assume the powers and duties of the office as acting president. So right there, it tells you the vice president has to start this and the cabinet has to agree to it. So for Nancy Pelosi to think that she can evoke the the twenty-fifth amendment, it, it originates with the cabinet, and they present this to her. She doesn't start the process. Do these people not understand the Constitution once again? You know, apparently they don't understand the president's elected for four years, he serves for four years. Any decisions that come up in those four years, he is to make because he's president for four years. They don't understand that. They don't understand this amendment. It's just amazing. These people want your vote. But they frame history the way they want. Out and out lie about history. And and, and the whole thing with the 25th Amendment, it's just... If Nancy Pelosi gave two shits about us, would have a package passed already. You know, the Republicans came back with 1.5 trillion. They're still at 2.5 trillion, and Trump's like, "Fine, let's just send out stimulus checks so everybody could get some money." No, Nancy Pelosi says, "No, we're not going to do that." Chuck Shermer, no, no, we're not going to deal with you guys. These are the people holding up your money. These are the people holding up getting relief. To us, the citizens who have suffered from these draconian COVID laws. You know, we got flu season coming up now. So is everybody who has a flu, are they going to have COVID too? I mean, enough, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Understand what you're talking about and how you apply the Constitution to the political framework of today. It's just... They just don't want to help you, guys. I mean, can you guys not see? The Democrats don't want to help you. They don't care. They have their own agenda. They do not care about you. If they truly cared about people, then they would at least pass a standalone bill to get us some money. You know, $1,200 is not a lot, but for some people, you know, that's the difference between getting their light shut off, getting evicted, putting groceries on the table. You know, this is the help we need. This is the help that's being held up by a party who would rather use 25 billion of that for the post office and to provide benefits for illegal aliens and the 20 other things they want to do besides provide relief for covid related things and relief for covid businesses. You know, we see New York continuing to suffer, the businesses continue to suffer there. Crime is up, I don't know, 200 some percent. And there, Seattle, Minneapolis, Portland, all the places where we want to outlaw the police, crime is statistically up over 100 plus percent in most categories. Is this the America you want? Is this truly the America you want? Are you happy with what's going on right now in the country? Are you happy with the way the left is acting? Are you happy with the way the left is responding? Because I sure am not. This isn't the America that I worked hard for as a kid and an adult. This isn't the America that both of my sons serve in the army for. Because people, freedom isn't free. Freedom is fought and earned by the blood of citizens who fight for you to protect that freedom. Much like my sons. But all these Black Lives Matters and Antifa people seem to forget that these privileged white kids who go to these colleges and take minority english literature lesbian studies and they wonder why they can't make any money at that these are the kids who got told that oh here's a medal because you participated oh it's okay you're just as good as he is no you're not there's only one number one and that's the problem that's the problem enough is enough you know i was once again i was at the dinner party last night and had a conversation with somebody who's from the seattle area um good friends with jeff bezos of amazon as a matter of fact which kind of blew my mind um but he says you know for the most part seattle's not that bad he says portland is a hundred times worse he says but most of the stuff in seattle has been rendered to the capital district and there's pretty much nothing really going on there anymore so I don't know, you know, it's just how the how the world views it, you know. But I, if I lived in one of these cities, I certainly would move, as a lot of people are. You know, this is a crucial election, people. We are at a crossroads in this country. Do we want to continue the prosperity? Do we want to continue the economic recovery? You know, I don't care that no world leaders like Trump. You know, the president of the United States isn't a, isn't a competition to be a friend. It's a competition to be the leader of one of the greatest countries in the world and to lead that country and to look out for the best interests of that country and to look out for the interests of that country's citizens. And that's what Trump has done. That's what President Trump has done since he's been in office. He's cared about you and me. He's cared about America. He's tried to make this better. He's tried to rework trade deals. He's helped inner cities. He's done everything possible. I mean, the guy's done 10 times more than the Obama administration ever did. You can throw Affordable Care Act at me all you want, but when you tell me I can keep my doctors and then I can't, and then you fine me, you fine me, because I don't have your crappy health insurance, but yet you'll give health insurance free to illegal aliens. But I'm getting fined because I won't take your crappy insurance. What's wrong with this picture? This is an America I don't want to see. You know, if we elect this Democratic ticket, what is going to happen to industry in this country? What's going to happen to the petroleum industry, fossil fuels? What's going to happen to all those businesses? Are they going to pack the Supreme Court? Are they going to allow allow lawless looting and rioting? I mean, these are questions that people need to know. And all we do is see by example from the left time and time again. What's good for the goose isn't good for the gander. And we don't have a press that can accurately portray anything. I would love somebody just to come up with a news station. Maybe I need to do that. Where you just report the news. Like like what used to happen. You, prevent, you present both sides. You don't present your view of what you feel the news should be. What you feel best suits your target audience. What you feel best suits... You, so you can make money. That's not what the news is about. The news is about informing the public of what's really going on. But there's no journalistic integrity. As I've told you before, if you're a journalist, you're a joke to me. That is, you might as well be writing for the National Enquirer. I think the National Enquirer is more truthful than CNN. It's time to take a deep, hard look, people. We've got 22 days left till this election. It's not too late to make a difference. Let's not allow the left to get away with whatever they want, to change our lives, to change our structure of government, to open us up to new taxation as a middle class, to take away our health care, to take away America's competitive edge, to add all these re-regulations that we finally have gotten rid of that had allowed industry to progress, that have allowed pharmaceutical companies to progress to the point where they might have a cure for the coronavirus in such a short time. This is America working. We need to keep America working. We need to vote Republican. We need to keep America great. Thanks for listening to Joe's Common Sense Podcast. Check out his Facebook page at Joe's Common Sense Podcast to leave your comments. Please subscribe and rate this podcast and tell your friends. Catch us back here next Sunday for another fresh new episode.